This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities. Taking a look at wheat for Thursday, February 23rd. Well, wheat market under some pressure yesterday as we continued the sell-off from an outside day lower on Tuesday. Market's got some follow-through yesterday, taking us down into that first level of support. And so far, the market is holding. But uh, there's a fair amount of momentum to the downside, so we'll see what uh, we get. But we did uh, stall on the downside at that support kind of chopped around and closed the, pretty much on the low of the day, but we still did not take out that key support. And this is mostly in Chicago. KC and Minneapolis are still above those same support levels. Now, it's interesting to note that Kansas City was the leader to the downside yesterday. In fact, quite a bit. We lost a good 10, 12 cents on the spread, and that was already starting on the night session. It just continued into the day session. So I don't really have a plausible reason for that to be honest I, I thought wow there must be getting some rain in the central and southern plains but I just don't see it at least not in the dry pocket of the western half of Texas western third of Oklahoma the southwest quarter of Kansas because they didn't get any unexpected moisture um, you know we're getting a lot of moisture all around that and the forecast does hint that Kansas will have uh, above normal precip in the six to 10 day forecast that does stretch into southwest Kansas. We're seeing a little bit of moisture coming into north central Texas and into the eastern half of Oklahoma. But again, you know, that dry pocket just is not seeing much relief and there's not much on the horizon for it near term either. But nevertheless, KC was the leader down and, uh, you know, we've, we've reached into uh, a previous high on that spread, KC over Chicago. My guess is that you know you're you're looking at a wheat market that is starting to buckle a little bit. World cash prices are declining quickly. Russia is kind of shoving wheat down our throat, and it looks like they're going to continue to do that through the end of the marketing year. This is something we've talked about a lot. That not only did they have a record crop and by far a record crop and we're poised to export record production you know normally in january february their exports taper off because of weather you know they get a lot of cold weather and and it did slow them down somewhat in february so far they've had a lot of wind and some cold but for the most part therefore deep water ports are are going full steam ahead and uh, they're exports through February so far are at 1.9 million tons which is up 36 percent over a year ago and most of those destinations are are right around them Egypt Turkey Saudi Arabia Pakistan Algeria you know that Algerian market has become a pretty big one for them normally France pretty much dominates that market but boy they have been really pushed aside this past year with Russian uh, infiltration into that El key Algerian market. And of course yesterday they announced that Egypt had bought 240,000 tons of Russian wheat. That uh, was around $317 delivered which equates back to around 292 on a FOB basis which is down $8 a ton from where they their last purchase about three weeks ago from Russia which is right around 21 cents. So that's 
you know, that, that was accomplished just in one day yesterday in Kansas City. In fact, we lost more than that in Kansas City. But I think it speaks to the aggressiveness of Russia, number one. You know, temperatures are warming up. They're going to be ramping up their exports, and they've got a lot more to go. So, I, you know, they made it through the winter in pretty decent shape from an export perspective, and uh, they're going to continue to do that. It's one of their few sources of revenue. The ruble has uh, kind of plummeted over these last few weeks, and it's made their wheat all that much cheaper. The government has increased the export tax, but at the end of the day, it's kind of a push for the exporter. So they are, they're moving a lot of wheat, and it's clearly having an impact in the market. In fact, you know, feed wheat out of the Black Sea region, or even worldwide, is cheaper than corn. So obviously corn's going to be a drag because of this as well. It's cheaper in the Central Plains to feed wheat than it is corn. That's a little more tricky and uh, complicated, but still the point is feed wheat is leading grain prices lower. And I think that's just going to continue to be the case here. Now, that said, um, we are seeing some demand pick up. Notably, Turkey has put out a tender and, and this is probably because of the, the destruction from the earthquake, but they're tendering for a pretty healthy 790,000 tons. Most likely that's going to come from Russia. I mean, they're right next door. Uh, it would be very simple for them just to take it across the pond there and, and get it into Turkey. But still, it is, uh, that's a pretty big chunk of wheat to go, you know, that was really not in, in the, the forecast to be purchased. I think that um, with with wheat prices moving lower the way they have, of course, through February, there's a strong seasonal tendency for that to happen anyway. Uh, we're getting toward the end of February. We'll see what the market does here. Again, we, we held at support levels. Uh, the night session is pretty, pretty quiet. We're still holding at yesterday's low. So that support level now is holding for a couple sessions so far. Uh, Kansas City is still down three or four cents, so it's still retreating in that spread. But if it doesn't rain in that key southern plains, I think Kansas City has one more one more push up in it against Chicago. Uh, weather conditions here in the United States for soft red, which is the Chicago market, are fine. There's plenty of moisture available for that crop. It's not the case for hard red winter wheat in key areas of hard red winter wheat country. Around, as you get into, <clears throat> excuse me, the northern central plains and up into the northern plains, it's in a better situation as far as moisture goes. But still, that's key country for hard red, and I. If the rains don't come, I think we'll get another pop-up. So I guess my point is, you know, we're, we're kind of moving toward the, the end of the window for that seasonal tendency. We're going to get into the growing season here in a couple weeks. Um, you know, the market's going to have to take a hard look at the forecast and, and see what kind of prospects we have. But I think for the most part, uh, we don't want to press the market too much lower. If we get a lot of rain, and it looks like things are off to a great start, then yeah, I think we're going to continue on down and we'll put in new contract lows most likely as we work our way through the growing season. But so far, those fundamentals have not materialized. We just don't see that happening at this point. The um, uh, Ag Outlook Forum is the, was already put out this morning and their projections for the grain space. 
taking a look at wheat, corn, and soybeans for planted acres. They've got all wheat at 49.5 million acres. That's up 0.8 million over what the trade was looking for. And it's up uh, it's up 3.8 million over last year. And almost all of that is in winter wheat. The January report showed uh, an increase of 3.7 million acres. USDA is at 3.8 million. And that's uh, pretty much all going to be winter wheat. But that is a bump of 8.3% over a year ago. So, you know, we're definitely looking at uh, a bump in planted acres. But again, most of that is hard red winter wheat. And most of that went into dry conditions. So we're, you know, we went into dormancy in, in the worst condition on record. Now, we've had some decent moisture in parts of that region but again there's a pretty big chunk that is still in in a significant drought situation for uh, production when we look at yields for wheat they're at 49.2 bushels an acre which is up 0.6 over last over what the estimate was and it's up 2.7 over last year production at 1.887 billion bushels was right in line with trade estimates and it's up 237 million over last year's 1.65 billion which is a bump of 14%. Interestingly though, ending stocks at 608 million bushels is down 42 million from what the trade was looking for and it's up 40 over last year. So the trade was clearly looking for you know, a higher ending stocks number for wheat, my guess is USDA is assuming that more of that is going to be pulled into the feed channel. In corn, uh, the planted acres at 91 million acres, pretty close to the estimate of 90.9, and it's up 1.4 million over last year, which is a jump of 1.5%. Yield is estimated at 181.5, that is up 1.8 over the average estimate, and it's up 8.2 bushels an acre over last year. So corn production, 15.085 billion bushels. That's up 136 million over the estimate. And it's up 1.355 billion over last year's uh, dry plagued crop. That's a jump of 10%. Ending stocks up 1.887 at 1.887 billion bushels, excuse me. That's up 77 million over the estimate. And it's up 620 million over last year. So looking for a pretty healthy jump in corn ending stocks, but not too far off from what the average trade estimate was. In soybeans, planted acres 87.5 million. That's uh, down 1.1 from the average estimate, and it's pretty much unchanged from last year. For yields at 52.0 bushels an acre, that's up half a bushel over last year, and it's up, excuse me, half a bushel over the trade estimate, and it's up two and a half bushels over last year. Total production for soybeans at 4.51 billion bushels. That is right in line with the trade estimate, and it's up 234 million over last year. That's a jump of 5.5%. Ending stocks for soybeans at 290 million bushels. It's down 30 million from the average trade estimate, but it's up 65 million over last year. So we're still looking at uh, pretty good demand for soybeans, obviously, with ending stocks being below what the trade estimate was. My guess is USDA is factoring in uh, more of a jump in demand from the biofuel industry with several biodiesel uh, plants coming online here just in the next few months. So that's going to help uh, offset 
what we expect to see a loss in exports to China, especially over these next few months with Brazil's uh, record production coming into the pipeline. So the night session not really getting much of a reaction off the, the Ag Outlook Forum. KC down about three and a half, Chicago up two, Minneapolis caught in the middle, basically unchanged. Corn and beans unchanged, so pretty quiet as uh, we head into the day session. But again, with wheat, you know, we've got some momentum going to the downside. We're still in that seasonal of weakness, but we are at a support level. So far, the market is holding. So we'll see. If we get another day of the market not continuing down, I think we're going to get a correction here. Could be a pretty good one. 12, you know, 20, 30 cents, I think, is possible. And again, pretty soon, we're going to be out of February, and we're going to be looking much more closely at the growing season and what the crop prospects are, not concerned too much with the demand situation. Um, we know that Russia is going to be around. The market's had plenty of time to factor that in. It's just that their ruble continues to decline. Their FOB continues to, to go lower. So that drags the rest of the world prices lower as well. So I think we're, we're close to an inflection point. This could be one. We just have to give it a little more time to see if the market's going to get some footing here. But um, if, if it does, again, another day of, of holding steady, I think the market uh, sees a correction to the upside, at least in the short term. If you have any questions, feel free to call at 1-800-888-9843. This has been Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.